We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hommel podcast. And we got a special guest today, and it is none other than Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl, who a decade ago, Bruce, a decade ago, you know what you and I were doing? Yeah, we were in our slippers doing the same thing that you and Robbie are doing. Little, little Sirius <laughs> XM radio before podcasts. Isn't that crazy? Rob, we, we did this together, and the, the sad part is I'm no better now than I was 10 years ago. So <laughs> what, what does no, that say? But You made no progress. No progress whatsoever. You, you talk about somebody kind of probably regressing. That's that's yeah. that's me. Coach Pearl to but, me. From, from Coach Pearl to me, I'm sorry. No, Bruce and I, the funny part, neither one of us had done any real, you know, we had done media in terms of like interviews at that point. We, we had never hosted anything. And Bruce was out at that point with the show cause, right? And, yeah, and I was out, I was out of coaching. I was working for the HD Hackney company, putting food and cigarettes, candy and tobacco in, and grow and convenience stores. And I had, I had my portable unit. And so, you know, half the time I was working and took a few hours away from that job to sit down and kibitz with you for three hours on, on like Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons. We, we, we actually had a blast. We had great guests on. We did. Um, and, and is it crazy to think Bruce, a decade ago and where was your was your mindset at that point hey I might never coach again never mind coach at, at a place that you go to a final four a couple of years ago it's obviously yeah. not a fluke because you've got this team where some people actually are ranking you number one in the country today but 10 years ago are you thinking hey listen media might be my only way uh at this point of staying in this thing well I think I think it's a test of your faith and, you know, for me, you know, Jeff, you know how faithful I am. And, and, and uh, you know, God had obviously had a, had a plan, but you can't worry about what you can't, can't control. You know, so I get fired at Tennessee. I lose a, a huge contract, one that I worked my whole life to get through being an assistant for 14 years and a Division II coach for nine years. And now it's all gone. And I got to hold down three jobs to try to pay the bills. And I just, I remember oh, my pay children. Pay the bills. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't like you were making, you know, what you were making in Southern Indiana here. You you had some no, money. I'm saying when you lose a when you lose a job and a contract like that. Oh no, wait a second. I'm almost, I'll, I'll correct you on that. You got a big house. You got a big mortgage. You got kids in college. <laughs> I, no wait. When I was in, it's come all of a and then it's gone. Okay, that, you know now you're holding on to that stuff and you got a bunch of mortgages to pay. So 
we did keep three jobs. And, 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 and anyways, my, my kids were proud of me for just like, okay, daddy, what do you got to do? I, said, well, I had to work three jobs to pay the bills. In the meantime, you just put yourself in position for good things to happen. That's what, that's what TV and radio and what we did, did for us. And then Jay Jacobs and Auburn came calling and, and the rest is history. Coach, I, I know this from experience. I played against your team to Tennessee. They always play so hard. How, how do you get them to do that year in and year out when, when the personnel changes and it's turning over so hard? How, how do you get your teams to, to consistently be the hardest playing in college basketball? Well, Robbie, if you know, and, and I love zone because I think zones are tough to score against. But if you're going to play two, three zone the entire game and never extend your defense and never put pressure on the basketball, your kids aren't going to look like they're playing hard, no matter how hard they're playing in a zone. So part of it is ball pressure. Part of it is extending. Part of it is 94 feet. Part of it is uh, the other part then is depth. I've always been a guy to play nine or 10. I don't shorten my bench in conference play or tournament play. Um, and, and I believe in winning in overtime. I believe in winning in the second halves of halves and games and seasons. And, um, and so as a result, you know, my guys are playing 25, 28 minutes and you guys are playing 33, 34 and late in games when you can step up and make a free throw or get a stop. You just might not be there. And that takes a cumulative effect throughout the season. Those would be just a couple of things. And, and the last thing would be it's what you can control. There's so many things on the court you can't control. If you choose to succumb to fatigue and take that possession off, then then you're then losing losing doesn't suck enough for you. Do you think, Bruce, you could have gotten Robbie Hummel to become a good defender? <laughs> Dang, I wasn't that bad. I was at least a good team defender. I would have been in the right spot. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for that, right? Getting in the right spot to be able to make, make, help a teammate out. Um, you and I were having a conversation preseason. I was on the road. I can't remember where I was exactly, but uh, we talked, and I was asking you about your team. And I, the, the, the point in question at that point for me to you was, how good is your point guard situation? I know you got Jabari. I know you got Walker. Like your front line, nobody's worried about that. But your point guard situation, I was concerned about because you had a dude coming in from Eastern Kentucky. You had a dude coming in from College of Charleston that you probably had never seen in person when you got him there. And they were going to have to fight for the starting spot. Well, you told me. I don't want to. I'm going to let you tell me what you told me then. You can throw me under the bus. It's okay. You told me at that point that you would be surprised if you finished in the top, I think, five in the SEC because you weren't sure at that point how good your point guard situation was and you needed to see him more. But you, you weren't overly optimistic at that point. All right, here's, here's, here's why I would – I'm, I'm not going to correct you. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, look, you call me every year, and every year we talk about the league. All right, we've been friends for a long time. And I'll tell you, you know, I would say that if you're going to pick Auburn in the preseason, you got to pick us fifth, maybe sixth, something like that. And and because you got to go Alabama, you got to go Arkansas early. You know, you got to go, you got to go Kentucky, you got to go Tennessee. All right, Auburn then fifth. I mean, it's not like look. And by the way, we could we're still in the top five right now. I, we're in a, we're going to finish in the top five of our league. And that, hey, you're that in the top five nationally. Wait, 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 you're in the top five, all right? No, you're in the top no, five no, nationally no, no. right now. We played four SEC games so far. There's a long, long, long way to go. My team finished fifth the year we went to the Final Four. And so you got to play this thing out. Uh, you know, a lot of issues. Health, uh, COVID, uh, injuries, uh, 
chemistry. Anyways, no, but you're right, Jeff. I, I told you, you know, I, I wouldn't have picked us any higher than fifth. That didn't say I would be surprised. I said, I, I'd pick us fifth. And, 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 and because we've got, we've, we've lost Jared Harper, who was a four year, three year starter, Javon McCormick and Samir Dowdy, who came in the year after Sharif Cooper, who was a one and done that I thought was probably going to stay two. And all of a sudden I, I'm point guard. Justin Powell leaves for Tennessee. I'm point guardless in the summer, but I had two tough, tough kids that were really good mid-major players. And we needed to see whether or not they could handle a moment. And so far, so good. All right. So going on, going off that Wendell green is so much fun to watch. I mean, you're gray already though. And he, he can, he can make you gray and bald some days because that dude, he is fearless. He doesn't care. Like he knows, or he thinks he's the best player on the court. Every time he goes out there, does not Yeah. Yeah, he, he does. And then you add Katie Johnson to that as well. And they're both on the floor together. And, you know, and then you wonder why I can't get Jabari any shots. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, but that's part of the balance. Um, you know, I, I, you, know you, you call a game for me and say, my God, it's get that ball the other side of the floor, get Jabari a touch it. Wendell's launching him and Katie's launching him. But, you know, we're still 15 and one. And you got to give, you got to give, you got to empower him. They know one more for them is one less for somebody else. And so obviously it's got to be shared. Here's what I'd say about the point guard. You got, you got, you got uh, Wendell and you got Zep. Same position, two completely different players. And this is what I think coaches need to do. You need to let kids be who they are within the framework of what you do. I got to let Wendell Green do what he do. And, and then you got to get something out of him. Zep Jasper plays the exact same position. They couldn't be more opposite, and we'll take what he can do. A great defender and a really solid, you know, solid non-turnover playmaker. Coach, what, what part of Jabari's game has surprised you? I know you thought he'd be good, but could you have ever envisioned, like, him surpassing guys like like Chet Holmgren and and Paolo Bancaro on, as the number one pick maybe here coming this summer? Robbie, I've seen most of the preseason recruiting stuff had Jabari between five and seven or eight even. That's where he was. Rarely any higher than five. Now, as he got closer to the college season, he started to work up behind those two guys a little bit. But um, here's what he's got that I, that I, that I, that I didn't know. Um, I had no idea he would be such a great kid and such a great teammate. And, and if you saw him the other night when Wendell Green was going off, there was nobody was more excited about his success than, than Jabari or KD, or, or Walker Kessler. And, and, and that's one of the things he came to Auburn. He wanted to be a college freshman. He wanted to go to the volleyball games and the soccer games and sit in the front row at the Iron Bowl and, and experience college life. And I feel, honestly, I feel bad for kids that don't make that choice. I do. I think they get robbed. Would you have ever traded a year or two of your experience at Purdue, you know, to, to, to make a million a year earlier? You know, then what you, it just, it just, Anyways, he's enjoying it. The second thing I could never have known was just how competitive he is. He wants to win. Um, and, and when he wants the ball, he doesn't want the ball because he's trying to get drafted first, second, or third. He wants the ball because he wants Auburn to win because he knows he can make the shot. And the last thing would be just that swagger and that confidence. He just, if he can see it, he can make it, and he's not afraid of the moment. You, there's no way you could have known any of that uh, in, the, in the recruiting process. He's super fun to talk to. We've had him on our, our late night show twice, Bruce. Yeah. He's super fun, 
but mature. Like he's just got the whole package, doesn't he? He does, and he just turned. I, well, he's I, he's young. I mean, I, I I apologize. I didn't know it was birthday, but like he 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 came here as eighteen. I think he's still eighteen. Somebody's got to check check that for me. That's listening. Um, but he is mature, and he is and he's a great kid. And 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 look, I I, I he he wants to get better. He's our hardest worker. You know, he's done a great job in the weight room. He's put on 20, 22 pounds since he got here at the at the What's beginning he at of now? June. He, What's he up to 20, about 220, 223. And 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 he's holding on to that weight. And he's got a frame that could put, you know, we'll, we'll be able to put a lot more on too. Who's he like? Who's who's your I mean, we all look for those comparisons at the next yeah. level. I've heard like KD, I don't like that one at all, to be honest. I don't think he shoots. Well, here's like why I like that one. Can I tell you why I like that one? The only reason, the only reason, yep. who's the best 6'10 jump shooter in basketball in, in, yeah, in the country? Right. Jabari Smith is the best 6'10 jump shooter in college basketball. So that's where they're they're similar. Now, um, you know, you know, for me, um, you know, I've had Chumo Kiki, I've had Tobias Harris, you know, that's that position. And they've all been, you know, able to do, you know, different things. But, but those would be, those still would be, you know, the greatest comparisons for me. Those three dudes. Coach, at, at Tennessee, you got the fan base, which really before you got there was football and, and women's basketball. And I saw where you tweeted the other night that the crowd you guys had at Alabama was incredible. You said it was like like the, you guys are Kentucky now. Yeah. How, how have you done it? And how how surprised have you been? That the fan base at Auburn has just totally embraced. It's basketball. Well, I mean, you know, look, and winning cures cures everything. And the thing that the thing that I'm most proud of, this has been five years now. It's not just like this was this year. And this is sort of a, you know, this is we've had, you know, over five years, we've been this, you know, we've been this, we've been as strong as anybody in this league. You know, the math proves that out. And our fan base, you know, obviously is excited. We, we say at Auburn, we're kind of an everything school. But, you know, this is, look, no knock on the Big Ten or the ACC or any other conference. But when you look across the board's uh, landscape of intercollegiate athletics, men and women, the SEC dominates. Dominates a strong word now. But for years, men's basketball is behind. We're not behind anymore. We don't dominate, but we ain't behind anybody. We're putting more guys in the pros the last five years. We're getting, you know, we're getting teams to the Final Four. South Carolina goes, Auburn goes, not just Kentucky or Florida. Um, but we do it in women's softball. We do it in baseball. We do it in football. We do it in golf and tennis and, and soccer, you know, so swimming. And, uh, you know, and, and so all I do is kind of tap into that um, and make it fun. So, Bruce, so many coaches, when a team ascends like this, they try to kind of calm everything down. And I remember Billy Donovan would, would always say, like, drink, don't drink the poison to his right. players, right? Don't drink the poison. How do you handle this now from a group that really didn't have any expectations to now people are putting you, again, 15-1, and one, undefeated in the league. People are now talking about you guys as, I don't know, the favorites, but you're in the discussion with the Baylors, with the Dukes, with the Gonzagas as teams that could cut down the nets in New Orleans. How, what's your message to these guys right now? Well, the message is the same message as to you guys. First of all, when you talk about Billy Donovan, you talk about Nick Saban, that's what they've all that's what they always do. You know, Saban spends the entire year trying to tamper that stuff down and take it one game at a time, so on and so forth. And, and obviously, 
you know, that's what we'll do. I'll point to an Ole Miss team that's beaten us a lot um, and, and, and been a tough matchup. I'll point to the fact that we're two and two and four in Oxford, you know, um, and that's just the reality. This team has a chance to make history. But but look, I'm old. The kids are young. So will the kids be affected by social media? Will they be affected? I'll do everything I can to not allow that to just be honest with them and communicate. We're going to talk about it. Hey, let me tell you something. One of the things I talked about before the Alabama game was this. My message was this. We're going to be as excited about going to Oxford Saturday as we are about being here. And then when Georgia comes to town next Wednesday, we're going to be as excited about playing. So it's not like I've, I, I, I've not been talking about this for a while. Now, we'll see if those words resonate and, and, and everything. Because as you know, in league play on the road, you know, you know anybody, anybody's going to – look at Missouri. I mean, Missouri beats Alabama the other night, beats them start to finish, and they go get whacked at Arkansas last night. It just you got to bring it every night, and it is about matchups too. Coach, I know you, you coached your son in Tennessee. Now you get to coach with him in Auburn. How cool has that been for you? It's awesome. It's, you know, Robbie, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, you know, you know how close that Jeff is with his daughter and that, and that, and that relationship. I, I watched them kind of grow up you know, together. And now as she's gotten older, they've been able to share this world of college basketball together. It's such a cool thing. So I always say that if you, if you look back at your life's greatest achievements, uh, whether it was a marriage or the birth of a child or a championship, you did them with the people that you love. You did them with your family and whether it's a band of brothers at Purdue or, you know, your wife or whatever. So for me, getting to do all this with Steven and, and his fiance and my family being so close that's what, you know, obviously it makes it you know special. And it's been fun for me to watch him mature, watch him grow as a coach. And um, you know, he's ready. He's absolutely ready to be a head coach and, 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 and uh, either take this thing over or, or go someplace else and be a head coach. No, that's been, again, I think I can appreciate what you guys have done now more going yeah. through this with my daughter a little bit and her love in sports. And we're actually going to bring me, Bruins game tonight. We got we got a Bruins game tonight. Tuka Rask making his uh, return. So she's <laughs> excited. So I'm excited. Not so much to go watch the Boston Bruins, but why? To go with her. That's all. Right. That's all it's yep. about. Right? I mean, Rob, no you'll, you'll figure that out in time. Yep. Um, you know, I'm but it, it is. It's, <laughs> it's one of those that you can't put a price on. Um, all right. So, Bruce, I wore the hat. Like, can, can we, can you help me here? Can you help the Auburn fans, man? I did not realize that Auburn basketball fans would come out like this. They're like, it's, it's like Kentucky. Um, and then Auburn's not that far behind right now. They're insane on Twitter. Hey, don't, don't help him. Hold him accountable. Hold him accountable for the shit he says. Don't help him. Well, you know what? I think, honestly, I think there's also a part of you, Jeff, that doesn't want to be favoritism in the sense that, you know, you know, it's like we're friends. We've been friends a long time. And so I actually think that you don't want to be accused too much of being a Bruce Pearl fan because we're friends. So, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to always be objective. And I don't think, but I, but I'd say this, you want to recover with my fan base. You let them know about our history. You let them know about our friendship. They will, and they will love you. You know, because, you know, right now we're, we're I'm in a pretty good spot right now. They're not going to fire me today here at Auburn. I'm, you know, oh, at no, least I don't think good. so. It's point guard play. Bruce, I start when I – and Rob knows this more than anybody because I blast it over and over and over, and he laughs at me a little bit. But I start with, with the point guard position. And, yeah. and if I don't feel good about it 
and I don't know enough about it, no, I, I, I'm not going to really feel good about the overall team because, again, I, I feel like that's obviously critically the most important position in college basketball. Yeah. It yeah, might it not is. be in the NBA anymore, but it still is in college. It, it is, and we've been blessed with great point guards at Auburn and great small point guards at Auburn. Let me tell you something. If I was an undersized point guard and I'm playing in high school basketball, junior college, or wherever, you got to look at what we've done historically with a smaller point guard. And then what happens is a lot of coaches won't take them because you can't, you know, what are you going to do defensively? It's going to affect whether or not you can play zone or trap or switch, which is really, a, you know, an effective way to guard. And um, it just hasn't bothered me. Uh, Wendell Green's special. He's got special in him. Uh, obviously, his ability to shoot from way out. Uh, you know, he's got cojones. He's not afraid uh, of the moment. Um, you know, he's a, he's a pretty good passer. The biggest thing that, that he's done is he's embraced the fact that, look, you are 5'10". You, you are the mouse that they're going to try to post up. And, and, and you need to rebound your position. You need to defend. Um, you know, you need to bring that in addition to your offensive game. And if you don't bring that, I'm not going to play you. Like, you're not going to get a chance to do all this fun stuff out there unless you play at both ends. And I think he knows that. And, and he's improved tremendously defensively, in part because of that. We, we got a nickname for him yet? Um, it should be something you know, with somebody, Gones. Yeah, I don't lo, know what logo it is. Win. Logo, logo, logo win. Logo win? Logo. Yeah, Call him logo. logo. He shoots it from the logo. logo. Call yep. him logo. Yep. No, he – listen, he, he's not afraid of the moment. He'll take it from anywhere. Um, and, and I love his kind of – his spurt, like his gear. I, I'm really surprised that he was able to get past those Alabama guards and, and really get to the basket. He is fearless. Uh, Bruce, I know you got to run. Uh, thanks for joining us. Always good to see you. Ten years ago, man, you were carrying me. Now um, I'm carrying Robbie Hummel. <laughs> I knew that was. You guys do it. You guys do a great job, and really good for the game. It's, and it's uh, it, it's fun, and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun coming down the stretch because I think there are about 20 teams right now that I look at that you could you could say that team's got chance to get to the Final Four. And uh, that's probably as many legitimately as we've seen in a long, long time. No doubt. No doubt. There he is. Auburn coach Bruce Pearl. Thanks, Bruce. Okay, guys. Where are you going? These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So now, Rob, let's, let's talk a little bit about where Auburn fits. Because, again, as I said, nobody thought Auburn was going to be in the discussion right now. It right. is one of the, Bruce says, 20 teams. I don't think it's that many that can win the national title. But, it is bananas to me that now some people are saying like, 
all right, if I'm picking a team to win win this whole thing, they got a, a high lottery pick, not just a lottery pick in Jabari Smith. They've got a really, really good big in Walker Kessler. They got Katie Johnson, who's tough, making shots, guards. They just have they have a really good offense and defense. You don't see yeah. too many teams right now that can do it on both ends like Auburn has been able to do it so far. No, they're they're what they're top twenty in Ken Palm defensive and offensive efficiency. Yeah, they, I I would think you know if you look at at the top teams, can Baylor win? Absolutely. Can Gonzaga win? Absolutely. Houston, no Sasser, no Tremont Mark. They've okay. honestly not missed a beat, but to win it, probably not without those guys. Villanova to win. I, mean, I think they get to the Final Four. They don't. They don't have the bigs, I don't think, to, to hang with these teams. So I would say no for Nova. Yep. They can get to the Final Four. I don't think they can win it. Purdue, yes. Defensive issues need to be figured out. Yeah. Auburn, yes. I mean, LSU has, has played really well at 15-1. and one. Can they win it? No way. No way. No way. Kentucky, Kansas. I think Arizona, I think, could. I think UCLA could too. Um, Duke, you have mentioned win. Duke. Um, you start looking at like Tennessee, Illinois, Illinois, Illinois is a Illinois could. One I, I think Illinois could. Bella. See, I I don't know about that. I really don't know if. I think there's a legit argument to be made, and I I like Corbello. Yeah, but boy, they they found something with four round one, four shooters around Kofi. And you put Curbelo back. I know he's a good playmaker. I think they're they're the best team in the Big Ten right now. What I think about Curbelo coming off the bench, Rob? Would he accept the role? Twenty minutes a game. I mean, the question would be: Would he accept that role? I don't know. I don't I think he will at first, coming back from his concussion. I, I I don't think it'll be hard early because if you're Brad Underwood, you you're going to slowly ramp him up. You're not going to put him back coming back from a concussion where he's been played in two months and play him 32, 35 minutes a game. We know that. The question is, after a month, if he comes back, which I think he's going to, in the next week or two, that you're talking – Did he have a setback? I, I thought that he had, they had said he was making progress, and then he had some sort of setback to – I don't know if it was back to square one type thing, but I thought that I, – I, I hadn't heard in the last week if he had a setback that's, that, that's way back. I got to call Brad and kind of find out what's going on there. But Illinois is that kind of like team that people aren't really talking about in the national title conversation. They're, they're severely underranked at 25. Severely. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. So they're kind of the wild card. We got nine so far. Baylor, Gonzaga, Duke, UCLA, Purdue, Auburn, Kentucky, Kansas, Arizona. That's nine by my count. Anybody else that you put in there that that we have, like Villanova next year, you're saying? I would say Villanova still, I'd put them in that group because of their culture. To win? Yes. They play like seven dudes. Six. Six dudes, yeah. I mean, they're starting to play. The big teams, I, I love those dudes, the Jermaine Samuels. They're tough as shit. Yeah. But I don't think when you're going up against the Purdue, like we saw at Mohegan, you're going up against teams with size, Gonzaga. Boy, that's – you're with asking you. an awful lot of a 6'7", 225 dude to guard seven-footers. You really yeah, are. I mean, they're, they're trying to play. Jay Wright's trying to get – make it to eight and get Longino, their freshman big, and Brian Antoine, 
Antoine played about 14, 15 minutes last night. Longino only played a few. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to try here. And if he can get Longino to play eight or ten, that takes a little – and Dixon was good, really good in the first half against Xavier. And Xavier has, as you know, two pretty good bigs in in, in Nunji uh, in, in, uh, in Fremantle. So, all right, so we, we differ on Villanova. I'll read you a few more. Just let's let's make sure. And I think they're all second-tier teams that you'll put in the Villanova bucket. Okay. And 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 it's like all the Big Ten. So you can you can go Wisconsin. Yeah, second tier. Michigan State. Second tier. Ohio State. Their guards are improving. I, I would put They're them ahead. Suing. Of, right. I would put them ahead of the other two Big Ten teams. But they I have a higher ceiling. Yeah, yeah. They have a higher ceiling because Suing comes back and, and plays to his ability. Um, I think their guards are improving too. Malachi Branham has had just a monster two weeks. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd put them above those other two. And Wisconsin's got as good of a resume as anybody. But I just think they depend on Johnny Davis like too much. So much. And you know, Brad Davison would pass that. Like it's kind of at times who's going to score, but they, they've got a terrific resume. But yeah. I would say Ohio State second tier, but above the other two second tiers. You know, Texas Tech, do you want to put them in that? I don't think they can win at all. I think Mark Adams is doing a phenomenal job. I mean. Can we talk about that for a minute? Mark Adams. So he gets hired, and I didn't even think he'd be in the equation. When Chris Beard left for Texas, I was like, all right, Adams is going to go with him. You know, he's a 65-year-old. You know, he's been a defensive coordinator for, for Beard. He's been incredible. And then Kirby Hocutt, the players really wanted Adams. And Kirby Hocutt tabs him as the, the successor. And I'm like, eh, I don't love it. I just don't love it. Again, he, he's a career either Juco head coach or, or assistant, D1 assistant. And the reason I didn't love it wasn't because he can't coach. I think he's a hell of a coach. Again, was – Really, the guy who directed the best off uh, best defense in the country the last few years in Lubbock, by the way, helped Chris Beard get to the championship game in the Elite Eight in Lubbock. I was worried about recruiting. Right. I was worried about recruiting, and he brings in a staff that really hadn't recruited at the highest level, also. But here's what I'll say is the guy can coach, number one, and recruiting probably isn't as important as it used to be in terms of. No, because the, the, the portal, the portal changes the deal. Yes, I mean you, you think about how many. But Santos Silva, I know that was a beard transfer, but Kevin O'Banner, um, you know they, they've got guys that have transferred in and, and they play roles. Um, I, I just think it's incredible they were able to win the games they they did with no Terrence Shannon and no Kevin McCullough. I mean, they, yeah, McCullough, he didn't play a week ago, and then he played the other night, but he was hobbling around. Right. It's almost like he shouldn't have played, but he yeah. gutted it out. They, they're so tough. They, they are. Talk about a they, culture. Boy, they built a culture of toughness there. Yep. No, I know. They they are. They're, they would not be fun to play against. You'd look at that game on the schedule and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, here we go. About to get the hell beat out of me for 40 minutes by, by somebody out there. I mean, they're physical. They defend you. They – they play intelligent team defense. They're they're really good defensive. But I, I would say they're in that below tier. Um, I, I, I'm going to throw a team out at you that 
I saw last year in the NCAA tournament and was shocked at how talented they were. They, they did just lose a game that they should not have lost. But I think USC is uber talented. I, I, I really do. And he, they were uber talented. What's that? They were uber talented when you saw them because they had the, the private no, rookie of the year. I know, but still, they, they've got some dudes out there that can, that can really play. Yep. Like Isaiah's a good player. You add Boogie Ellis. I, I like Chavez Goodwin. I, I mean, I, I know the loss to Stanford is not, not yeah, but you, overwhelming you know endorsement. But, 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 well, they hadn't played anybody big. That, that would be the thing. It'd be, a, it'd be a wait and see type thing. But right. I, I just thought last year, I was shocked. Not just at how good Evan Mobley was, but at how good the guys around him were. Right. Uh, anybody else we've forgotten? I mean, we haven't mentioned Iowa State, but they're 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 a. I'm not even sure they're a second tier come March. Right. Like I think they're a third tier come March, and and you know Providence. Probably I'm just looking at the teams I've ranked: Providence, yeah. UConn, well, Chicago, Colorado State. Xavier is the sneaky one for me, Rob, because I actually think Xavier has the toughness. They've got the experience. They've got good guard play. They've got shooters, and they've got two really good bigs. Fremantle still doesn't look like himself, but Nunji's been awesome. Yeah, no. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know they haven't done anything as a program the last three years. I wouldn't want to play Xavier in the NCAA tournament this year. They're the wild card for me. The, everybody's talking about all these other teams, and to me, I got Xavier ranked way higher than every. I had him 13 going into yesterday. And most people would say that's way too high. I just I like their 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 toughness. Love Scruggs as a as a guard who's just a junkyard dog. Fremantle's the same way. Nunji gives them a different look. And he, like I said, I don't know how many transfers have impacted their team as much as, as Jack Nunji. Imagine uh, if I mean, Iowa had Nunji this year. Yeah, I know they need a big. And they're playing with right. for big minutes. I I'm really happy for Jack Nunji though. He he has gone through. So much with his dad passing away, multiple ACL deals. I mean, much like Eric Curry, and I hope he's okay. I saw I was had the we were watching the game before our game started last night um, at Northwestern. It's like, dude, if any, if he gets hurt again, I, I would just be sick. But I, I do think Jack Nunji has certainly impacted that team, and he he deserves to have a great year. I, I still am wait and see on Xavier's. I've lost two of three Nova, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you should. But be. no, how crazy is it that you would be talking about Xavier before you're talking about Louisville? That, that's percent. That is insane. I mean, listen, Louisville. If I'm Chris Mack, I'm I'm worried right now. I'm worried because those fans they, they 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 expect you can't go two straight years without going to the NCAA tournament. And right now, Louisville's not a tournament team. I, again, we've talked about this in the ACC. I don't know who is like who, who's they're going to ban you from all future ACC tournaments. You want to go? It's sad, but like, what do you? I mean, at this point, who's left? Virginia Tech now, Rob. You know what they are in league play? I don't. What are they? Oh, and four. Oh shit! They're zero and four. Like, like Virginia Tech has no chance of getting in the tournament today. Uh, Louisville, yeah, they're they're four and two, but. You know, look at some of their wins, right? They beat Wake. Not your second team, though. Miami got the big one to do. 
Miami's the one that you would say, but they just lost to Florida State. And now the problem is anybody you lose to in the league now, other than Duke, it's like yeah. not a good loss. I know. It's just – it's pretty amazing to me to look at some of these records of ACC teams. And, you know, Carolina 11-4 and four isn't horrible, but for them it is. Virginia 10-6, and six. Yeah. Louisville 10-6, and six. Florida, Florida State 9-5, State, and five. Syracuse 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. Syracuse used to be terrifying to see on your schedule because you knew the zone, you knew how talented they were. No, I – I hear you, dude. I, I just – I can't believe – I can't believe that before I got to college and until my, I think, junior year, the Big Ten had never beaten the ACC in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Think about that. Never. And now it's like the Big Ten consistently beats the ACC. You know what Carolina – Carolina's best win right now. They have not beaten – if the tournament started today – they will. They have not beaten an at-large tournament team. Their best the win, best win is Michigan. Michigan. Michigan at home, and then Virginia last night at home is their second. Yeah, but Virginia's best even sixty-four on Ken Palm. I mean, right. they're not. No, Virginia's not good. Michigan's not twenty-seven, good. but that's just because they were loaded so high early. It's going to be the question, right? Like leading up to the the NCAA tournament, we'll do this at some point. Like the the biggest questions leading up to Selection Sunday, I guarantee one of them. You'll, you'll have them up there. One of them will obviously be how many ACC teams will get in because the number is going to be three or four at this point. I, I don't know how you can go more than four. You can't. Yeah, I mean, Miami, Duke. I don't, I don't know. Maybe even past two, it's, it's Notre Dame's four and one in league play, but they've really struggled outside. Um, like, I'd rather, I'd rather reward um, some of these mid-majors. You know what? Yeah, I, I agree. You know what's tough for, for Notre Dame is, boy, they had two games in Vegas that were right there in the same yeah. same Mary's game. same Mary's ends up making it to the final. Um, then they had to play, I believe, Chaminade, which does you no good. Right. Who'd they, who'd they lose to in the uh, in the consolation game? It was some uh, A and M. A and M. And then you lose to A and M in a close one. That 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 is tough. and the worst one. The Boston go, College is the worst one. Yes. Well, you get God. blown out. Blown out. So that was that was awful. How are you feeling, by the way? Good. Uh, much better. I had my my COVID deal. <laughs> you were hit hard. I for the first day, yes. But it was funny. Uh, my mom and dad, I think, were driving and they were listening to us ramble about this shit. And they were like, Yeah, how, how crazy did Jeff? Was like, man, you, you still haven't had it. How lucky you are. And like two days later, I'm like, I have COVID. <laughs> I definitely have COVID. Yeah, you texted me. I'm like, really? But every, I mean, I feel like so many people have gotten it over the last month. I know. Just from texting people and talking to people, it's, it is spreading like wild. I just thought, I thought coming out of Purdue and, and I think Matt Painter, you know, teaching you toughness and, uh, and you bailed on, on, Field the 68 after dark the other day, wow. Saturday night. I mean, I, I don't want to tell Painter here, but like most most Boilermakers, I think would have toughed that one out. Here, here's the thing. I slept all afternoon. So I would have, you guys would have been talking about games and I've been like, I wasn't watching. So if you wanted that type of product in your company or on Rob's company or whoever freaking you know, Rob's company, then 
then so be it. But it would have been a shit product. So I was doing you guys a favor <laughs> what I was doing. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate, Rob appreciates you not coming out on there and talking about uh, games that you had slept through. Uh, and we're glad you're doing better. That, that That's the biggest thing. I got through it. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I was surprised at how certainly I fell off fast, but then I I came back up pretty quickly too. I was a little bit stuffed up, but was- I just had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my like. I've never had my throat burn like yeah. it burned for 24 hours. Yep. No, As they say I think that's probably the most common symptom. I had, a, I had a fever and a headache, and uh, I had a little bit of a sore throat, more of like a scratchy yeah. throat, but I didn't get the bad the bad sore throat. What do you got? Anything coming up? You got you. You must be working this week every day. You know? <laughs> no, I, I think I'm doing studio tonight. I got Houston and uh, Tulsa on Saturday from home. I only got. I think this is. I mean, now Omicron could change this, but I've only got two more games from home for ESPN. And then really? I'm on the everything's road. on the road. Yeah, that's good. You get out. You know, I don't. I don't know where I'm going. I, I got to figure out. I've got people immunity. You too. It's like let's roll. My my big dilemma, here's the trip I want to do in early February, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it, but there's a great trip if I could pull it off. It's February 1st, which is a game I wanted to go to all year, which is Texas at Texas Tech. Oh, Beer. absolutely. If there's one game you can go to to feel the hate. Yes. In the I don't arena. even care about the game. Like, the yeah. game is irrelevant. I it's just all about when he walks on the floor for the oh. first time. It will be incredible. Right. Absolutely. You have to go. You have, I mean, Lubbock is hard to get to, but you have to go. I'm I can't try. wait to watch. I think it's going to be hilarious watching. So if I go on the first, I'm out already. The third is UCLA at Arizona. Right, you're and then there. the fifth, and then the fifth would be, so Scott Drew, I think I've told you this, how good he's been to, to Talia, to my daughter, yep. and wanting her to come out. They, he's never met her. He wants her to at least come out or go to a game this year, a Baylor game. Baylor plays on the fifth. You know where? At Kansas. Oh, yeah. Why why not? I mean, I guess she has school. (laughs) I'd fly her out. I'd meet her in Kansas City. She wouldn't go that whole trip because she can't. She's got to make sure. I I think you got to do it. I think just to be there for the beard stuff. There's a lot of fan bases that have been pissed that their coaches have left, but they don't normally feel the way they did about Chris Beard. They really believe that he was like, I'm yep. one of you guys. I'm staying here. And then to go to Texas is just. They hate him. Well, you can't. If he left to go to like. UCLA Kansas. or Kansas or North Carolina. Right. Indiana. Yes. Fine. They would have been pissed. They would have been upset, but it wouldn't have been personal. It would have been, you know, he got us to a Final Four. Yep. This is a big. But to go to Texas. Ooh. And you especially go. if, if go. they come back, if Beard comes back and Texas Tech is ranked like 14th and Texas isn't ranked or they're 25th or something like that. Oh, I, I can't wait to watch that. That is going to be hilarious. The- it, was, it honestly, again, just for the scene, it's it's one of those where you you put down the beginning of the season. I ranked, I ranked all the top games, non-conference games, maybe all the conference games too. And like number one, of all the games that I circled, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I think you have to, is March 5th, Carolina at Duke, Kay's yeah. last game at Cameron. Yeah. That was one for me. It like, be. I, I got to be there. You know, Texas, Texas Tech was top five, I think. 
It and, should uh, be. Both of, I mean, yes, I totally agree. You, you got to so be there for be OTA's last deal, but if you, you can think? get the beard homecoming, oh, you got to do it. It'd be fantastic. fantastic. I would love to go. That, that will be freaking hilarious. Big time, big time. All right, well, listen, uh, thanks for joining us. Another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. <clears throat> Hopefully you have fun with this one. Uh, Bruce Pearl, always a blast, uh, certainly, and what he's done at Auburn. Nothing short of remarkable, uh, building it at a place where, honestly, nobody has won in a long, long time. Tony Barbie, Jeff Lebo failed. Um, you know, Cliff Ellis had it rolling years and years ago. But um, what Bruce Pearl has done is, is fantastic. And I, I've worn this the entire podcast. So and you know what? To finish the podcast, you should say what uh, Coach Pearl did, too. Please. War Eagle? War Eagle. That's right. War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, absolutely. War Eagle. <laughs>